Put down your pens, put down your pencils, step away from the keyboards and settle in for this week's episode of the Writer's Block. I don't know why I said this week's episode. This is my first show in like four months. Um, first and foremost, allow me to thank the Narcissist Cookbook for allowing me to use his music at the beginning and end of every episode. He has a ton of great music. His last album was fantastic. Go and check him out on your favorite streaming apps. Uh, also, Justin, thank you for the kava that I am drinking today. To everybody, Bula Vinaka. And thanks to Don and Sally Wright, because even though I let you down on a daily basis, without you, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, my guest today is a very dear friend of mine. Uh, everybody knows him as Mr. Taxation is Theft himself, the Libertarian candidate for president, Daniel Taxation is Theft Berman. Daniel, Mr. Berman. How's it going? Doing well, man. How are you? Awesome. I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there. Good. It's, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been trapped in worse places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're quarantined down in, in Mexico right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's it's interesting um cuz you know, I've always like a, like the whole time I've been down here, I've been, you know, just observing how things are done differently whether it's society or government or that sort of thing and and now I get to kind of see the difference of the of how the lockdown, although I I'm not experiencing the US lockdown firsthand, which is kind of weird. Um but uh but yeah, I'm talking to a lot of people who who are of course experiencing it. And, uh, and yeah, I've, I've actually been talking to people all around the world and, 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 uh, Mexico seems to be actually one of the best places to be. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, we're here. Like, people have been complaining about our lockdown here in Florida. I can go pretty much wherever I would normally go. I just can't hang out anywhere. And that's the hardest part for me because unlike many libertarians, I'm not as much of an introvert. I need to be around people in order to decompress. I just don't want to actually talk to anybody while I'm there. I just want to sit there and play on my phone while people are doing things around me. And that's been the hardest part for me is just sitting at home and trying to deal with it that way and still not really talk to people. We should do uh we should do like a, a zoom call, like during the day where it's just like on and like, we're not talking. We're just like doing our own thing, working, right. whatever, but we're there. <laughs> yeah. It's just somebody is there <laughs> and we're not really, yeah. I actually really love that idea. Anybody who's like, I need somebody here, but I don't want to talk to anybody. Join the zoom call and we'll just be able to all hang out, but nobody's allowed to speak to anybody. Just keep it on mute. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Just keep it on mute. None of us. Except will for like during lunch break where you, it'll be like the water cooler. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, hey, so what are you working on? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Did, did you watch uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine last night? Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. No, just watched it. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tiger King. Right. Tiger King. That's a. But don't worry. Trump's looking into it. Um <laughs> I can't believe that made such big headlines. I Trump said he'll look into it. Like, that's not even like a yes or a no. It's just like, all. it's just like, a, yeah, that's a stupid fucking question. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Like, and, I, and made headlines. Like, I watched the, uh, I watched the interview, the press conference with that bit in it. And he's like, are you, are you saying that we should pardon this guy? He's like, oh no, I'm not saying that. He goes, yeah, cause you can't say that <laughs> as a member of the press, you cannot say that. And uh, the guy's like, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And he looks at the guy from CNN. And he's like, are you saying that? And he's like, no, I'm not saying that. And he goes, well, no, I'll just, Is it, I'll look at Yeah. One of them was like, well, I like the guy. <laughs> yeah. I like the guy, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, which I didn't know. I didn't know the press couldn't like fight for somebody to be pardoned. Well, it's, 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 it's the ethical dilemma of, you know, they're supposed to be objective but like at the same time, let's be realistic. None of it is right. Like it's all it it's all like you know if they say if they want him to be pardoned, they'll just write some smear article about how terrible Trump is for not pardoning this poor innocent person. But they won't say that I think he should be pardoned because then it becomes like an op ed, right? Right. Yeah. That that actually makes sense. It becomes an op ed at that point. Um. So what um. So tell me, like, so with this, with this uh, quarantine, your campaign, like, I know that you have really focused a lot on uh, the internet, like campaigning on the internet well before this happened. Has this like affected your campaign much at all? It's, uh, um, I, I think probably fundraising is a little bit more difficult right now because, mm. you know, a lot of people are out of work, um, which totally sucks. Um at the same time, that's, that's kind of created a new opportunity. Um, sorry for wearing my sunglasses, but I have the sun like right oh, in my no, eyes. I'll good. take them off as it, as it goes down. Right, no, you're good. Um, but the, um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because like this whole thing, it, it's presenting a new opportunity to talk about how much government sucks, um, which, you know, as if there weren't enough before. Um, now we have the opportunity for, you know, people who maybe like the socialists who are like, yeah, we need more taxes. Um, we need, uh, you know, we need higher wages. We need a forced 
all you know unions and all this shit and i'm like at this point we actually have an amazing uh way to make a connection with them because we can point out well hey if you owned your own property um which maybe you know maybe your great grandparents owned land and uh they gave it to your grandparents and they gave it to and and at some point it was taxed all along the way through inheritance and uh and now they don't have it anymore because at some point they had to sell it just to pay the taxes um, then they had to pay property taxes on it, but eventually they were like, yeah, you know what? We can't do this. Let's just rent. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's all these taxes. Your, your rent is mostly going is, is, you know, anywhere from 20 to 50% going to, um, property tax and, and income tax and all these other things. And so like you, you, you build this picture and a lot of these people who were previously saying, you know, you know, the Bernie Sanders supporters were saying, uh, we, we need more taxes. We need to tax the rich and all this other stuff are coming to realize like, Hey, um, this uh, this this whole system needs a whole makeover because uh, we we shouldn't depend on jobs in the first place. We should like we should all have um, you know our own safety net where where you know if we lose our jobs for five months or five years we're we're still good and that safety net comes from owning property um, and, and not having to pay rent and ultimately that turns the Bernie Sanders people into like. Uh, you know, people who are who are more, I guess, to the right, who are saying like, yeah, we should actually own property and uh, and be a little bit more self-sustaining and not depend on the economy. Right. Um, so I, I think it's created some great opportunities for that. Yeah. Uh, one of the since I reference uh, movies and pretty much any argument that I ever get into, uh, whenever people are asking me about, you know, what should I invest in? I've always said property and people are like, oh, well, real estate, it goes up and down, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but property never changes. The, pro- the value of the land itself will always be worth something. The house may not be. It'll that, always be a roof over your head. Yeah. Right. It'll always be a roof over your head. And I always reference uh, Far and Away, the old, uh, I think Ron Howard directed it, and it starred Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman long before they broke up. And uh, the entire thing was Tom Cruise played an a Irish guy with a terrible accent that sounded nothing like an Irishman. And he came to America and all he wanted to do was get property. And that was... I remember this. Yeah. Like, I remember watching this movie when I was just a kid. And um, I always reference that. I'm like, all he wanted was property because he knew that was how you started to gain wealth is with property. And if you can get property, then you can start growing wealth. And that is the reference that I make anytime somebody wants to talk about it. Uh, yeah. And that should be our, our foundation. Like, cause you know, everybody's like, you know, cheering on Trump, like, yeah, the economy's doing so well. And it's like, yeah, because everybody has jobs and you have a job, right? Like they say the difference between a, a recession and a depression is recession when you is when you lose or when your neighbor loses his job and depressions when you lose yours. Right. Um, and it's like now a lot of people are losing their jobs and they're realizing, wait a minute, I don't even own the house that I thought I owned because I still have like, you know, 20 years left on this mortgage, which is absolutely insane because that was another government program, which before the FHA, people would get five and 10 year loans and and the houses would cost like 20 percent of what they cost, um, you know, even even accounting for inflation, um, the FHA increased, um, you know, like four to five times the cost of a house. So if you get rid of the FHA right now, a house that costs 400 grand is going to drop to like 100 grand. Um, and more people are going to be able to afford it and they'll be paid off in five years. But of course you have that, you have property, tax, you have everything, which is like, it's forcing people to be dependent on the economy and we could lose our jobs for anything. Right. Right. Um, today it's a virus. It could be a car accident. It could be a natural disaster. 
Um, it, you know, it could be the, the company you work for is going out of business. It could be so many things. Um, and, and we're, we're just sitting here banking on it. Like, Oh yeah. Job security. Right. It'll always be there. I hope. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't seem to realize is they're like, Oh yeah, I'm always going to keep this job. I'm always going to be employed. I'm always going to have this money, like money coming in so I can afford these things. And then when one of these things goes away, when the job goes away for whatever reason, whether it is a virus or, cause I know many people who are currently out of work. I think the last numbers were 16 million were applying for unemployment in America. I believe that's what the number was. I, I, I think I saw a number of 30, but who knows if that was exaggerated. Right. And, and who knows where it's going to end up by the end of all this. But right. whether it's the virus or whether it's a natural disaster or, you know, just the company, company shuttering, whatever it is, who knows why. Um, but you're not guaranteed that money forever. Even right. if it's your own business, it's not guaranteed a market could change and then you no longer have that business because you're, you've been priced out or there's no more demand. Like right. Trying and to if you own your home, that is like, I mean, look, even like you still got to pay bills, right? You still got your electric bill and everything else. You could stop using as much electricity um, and, and save money. You can't, you can't just like say, I mean, you, you could technically negotiate your, your rent down, not your property tax. Right. Um, but it's, it's like, yeah, if, you, if, if you're, if you're free and clear on that, that is a huge chunk. And plus if, if you got rid of the income tax and people were, were able to like save, you know, even a few hundred bucks a month, have a few thousand dollars saved up, you're good for a few months. If all you have to pay for is electricity and food and everything else, you can, you can make it. Yeah. But it, like, if you have, if you have $5,000 saved, that could last you, you know, that might last you a year or two if you don't have to pay any rent or anything. But if you got to pay rent or property tax, that's gone that's, in, in months. Right. When, so I was uh, very gainfully employed a few years ago. Uh, and then I wasn't for reasons we don't need to get into. Um, but I had saved up like, you know, a good amount of money. Uh, and I was able to make it work. I was able to make it work where I didn't have to find a job for like six to eight months. And the first few months I was just kind of going out doing what I would normally do. And then the next three months I was like, okay, now I need to cut back and be very careful about how I spend everything. And back in a while ago, long before 2017, I guess is when that was like that 10 grand, that 10 or 15 or 20 grand or however much I had, that would have lasted me a year or more today it doesn't take that much anymore. It's just, you go through it so much faster because of inflation rates, because of different property taxes, because of different fees that you have to pay to the government. And right. And how much more would you have saved if you weren't being taxed on the income in the first place? Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, but the government's there, they got the social security and they're going to give us 1200 bucks. So yeah, everything's all good. Right. And I would have had more, but I had to pay a fine for not having health insurance too. Um, Oh, I always just checked the box. I just lied. Did you? They yeah. always, they they always asked me for uh, some form for my health insurance company. I was like, oh, I didn't get it. And was then, that through like a tax preparation thing? Yeah. Oh, I always I always did it myself, and there's just a checkbox, and I was like, yep, I had it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They always. Uh, ask I know. Me now for, that I'm saying that, they're gonna like come back and audit me. Right. Um, yeah. They asked me for uh, some form, and I don't remember the name of the form, and. I didn't, I filled it it's, out and then it was like, okay, well now you owe us $2,500. It's such a scam. 
because like so here's the interesting thing um and this is like i'm i'm kind of like a half half a believer in this but like okay so you you usually get like the form 1040 or 1040 easy right and um which by the way I, i'm trying to start this thing every night at 1040 p.m whatever time zone you're in stick your head out your window and yell taxation is theft as loud as you possibly can <laughs> um but so so the, so there's these two 1040 forms and when you fill those out, you have to check a box saying that you're a U.S. person, which technically nobody's, none of us are, are a U.S. person. A U.S. person is somebody who works for the government or, or some various other things, right? Right. Um, but it says uh, a U.S. person is a citizen or this or this or this, which which is true. It's like an apple is a fruit, but not all fruits are apples, right? So so they trick you into checking this box. And by doing that, you, you are basically um, filling out an affidavit that you are a U.S. person, which means you're subject – um, that all of your income is subject to the tax. Um, and then, you know, and then they have all these, you know, check boxes and everything. But here's the thing, because your Fifth Amendment, right, you have a right to refuse to answer the question of, of whether or not you have health care. Um, but it's on the form. And if you don't check the box, they'll ask questions. Well, technically, um, according to, to IRS rules and regulations and, and code of federal regulations and all that stuff, you don't even have to use a 1040 form. You can just, you can write it down on a piece of paper and be like, yeah, here's all the numbers and this is what I owe here. And like, they have to accept it. Um, but there's another form. If you want to fly under the radar, um, that's, that's called the 1040 NR, which is for non-resident aliens, which sounds like, well, that's for like immigrants or something, right? Um, people, people who are here on visa or something. Um, but actually a lot of, um, a lot of Americans can use that form, uh, because that basically just says, that um, I'm I'm a non-resident alien to the corporate United States of America, the the Washington D.C. And if you read a lot of like the, the you know, the U.S. codes and everything, um, and it, it, it's all defined differently in different places. Like some places, all the states are considered the U.S., um, but in a lot of places, the U.S. is defined as Washington D.C. and the territories, which is like Samoa and Puerto Rico and and you know these other places. Um, so yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's really interesting, but like, and, and I'm still, I'm still screwing around with this stuff. Cause I, you know, I'm putting it to the test cause I don't want to tell anybody else to do this. If I haven't tested it myself, I, I think that would be unethical, but that's fair. Um, that's fair you know, and I, appreciated. I've, yeah. And, and I've, I, but I've, I've read through, you know, some of the people who have been in this movement, um, this tax honesty movement for so long. Um, I, I've read a lot of their stuff. I'm, I'm really starting to understand. I've read a lot of the tax code that they that they point to because I can't read the whole thing. It's too fucking long and, and I would never get it. Um, but they point out all these things and they've been like, they're still learning it. They're still trying to figure this out because it it's so complicated. But they've been learning this since like the 70s um, and trying to decode little be- little bits and pieces. And they're always finding out new things um, and exactly how they work. And they're trying new things. And the IRS is, of course, trying to catch up and, and change things so that um, you know, people who are trying to not pay taxes are now, you know, oh, well, we know another way to trick you into paying it, right. um, you know, so that they've been evolving too. But, but yeah, I think this, this stuff is really interesting. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's like this whole system is smoke and mirrors. I mean, like this, this, they're giving out citations right now to people for violating um, unlawful orders. Like the governor puts out an executive order the the governor doesn't have the authority um, to give an executive order to order people around, they can only an executive order only holds to employees of the state who work under the governor. And on top of that, they're talking about like, oh, we're going to suspend the constitution, and, and you know, we're we're going to do this and that. And it's like, you can't do that. You right. don't. It doesn't. Your power comes from the constitution. You cannot suspend the constitution. 
unless the Constitution tells you you can suspend the Constitution. And it it does not. These are unalienable rights, which means they cannot be taken away. They cannot be taken away. Even if you want to suspend the Constitution. Like, it's that, that's what it is. But they've just, they've just, like, tricked people into believing that this shit's enforceable. And when they give you these fines, these tickets, it's like, th- those tickets are unenforceable. But if this is what sucks. If you're not a lawyer or you don't know enough about this thing, like you're just you're going to try to fight it and they're going to tell you, no, you have to pay it. If you don't pay it, we're going to suspend your license or we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Right. We're going to put a lien on like we'll do all these bad things to you. And people are just like, oh, fuck, I really don't want to pay it. But I just see no other way. I, I can't pay a lawyer five thousand dollars to fight this for me. And right. they're not going to know how to fight it anyway because they're beholden to the system. So, so everyone's going to end up paying, and it's like, no, this is smoke and mirrors. You don't have to and, pay any of this shit. And and not only that, nobody wants to pay a lawyer five thousand dollars to get out of a fifty dollar fine or a hundred dollar fine or a two hundred right. fine. Or well, some of these are like a thousand dollars, but it's it's still the same math. Right. Five thousand is still more than a thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to spend more it, to you not don't, pay less. You don't get that back, right? Um, which is interesting because in a, in a civil case, see, I, I want to see this law changed um, because in in a civil case, right? If I were to sue you. And I lose, you would basically win all of your attorney's fees because you're just sitting there like, yeah, I'm doing nothing wrong. And then here here I come along and say, I'm going to sue you. And now you have to pay $10,000 to a lawyer to, to defend yourself. And when you win and say, see, I was right all along, then the judge is going to be like, OK, well, you got to pay for his legal expenses because you wanted to file that dumbass lawsuit. Right. Um, that doesn't happen with with the government. Why not? If the government comes to you and says, we're going to accuse you of murder, and you're like, well, let's see, um, I've, I've only got $5,000 to my name. Should I hire a lawyer? And then I'll, I'll be innocent, maybe, but I'll be broke? <laughs> or should or... I just spend a few years with free rent in jail? Um, <laughs> and it's, 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 like, it's like, no, if you beat that case, they should be forced to, to repay all your costs. I mean, there's, you know, when they go through and trash your house, with the search warrant and they find nothing, they should owe you the money of, especially if they're like slashing open furniture to look inside of the cushions and everything. They should have to replace all that. They, they should have to pay for anything that's broken. I got and a, never when they never do. Oh God, no. When I, when I was in my younger years and uh, got into trouble a lot more, I one time got pulled over and at the time I was a big cigarette smoker. Uh, anybody who watches either this show or my other show knows I vape a lot. Now imagine that with cigarettes. Uh, so I had cigarette packs everywhere. And whenever I would get pulled over, they would look through every pack of cigarettes, which. It got to be drugs in one. Right. That's that's what they were thinking is there had to be drugs in one. And so they would go through each pack. And we're talking like hundreds of packs of cigarettes. And they would just throw them out on the side of the road. And every time I got pulled over, my thought was. You get a free car wash. Right. They're cleaning my car for me. Um, they're just going to clean my well, car. You, you should get their you should get their uh, name and badge number too because then you can file a complaint against them for littering for littering and that's one, like a thousand dollar fine right one of them told me I had to clean it up and I said you guys put oh, it there shit. I didn't and he threatened to give me a littering ticket <laughs> and I was like you yeah t- you I would have been there. like give me that ticket yeah and I'll tell the judge no he threw he, it on the ground he put it there it was inside my car safely and. But uh, that time I was with a friend and she ended up cleaning everything up because she said, let's just get out of here. And I was like, yeah, why? Stop it. (laughs) These guys are such assholes. I I mean, like, you know, oh, it's just a few bad. Like, like, so I got stopped by these cops because I was um, 
I was trying to steal a traffic light. <laughs> but what what happened was like some guy hit the hit the pole with a truck and like the whole pole was knocked over. And so they pulled it to the side of the road and they put like, you know, caution tape around it. Right. And I went out there with my tools in the middle of the night and I was like, I'm going to take this fucking thing. And um, and someone called the cops on me. Fucking Karen. And um, <laughs> and they and they showed up and like they're like asking me all these questions. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's it's trash. So I was just going to take it. And they're like, well, it's still property of the city. And I was like, well, I, I got one of the, the buttons like for the crosswalk. I had had already gotten that off and put it in my car so I, I got that but um but i didn't get the light i was like okay fine i won't take it i won't take and um i won't take the and light. that was before they saw like i had my whole toolbox out there like it was <laughs> insane but but this guy like because they you know they searched me and fucking all this other stuff took everything out of my pockets and and like when they were finally gonna let me go they threw th- this cop threw my keys on the ground like you know as if like yeah go get it you fucking piece of shit it like oh thank you that was awfully courteous now i know why people love the police so much right and like it almost fell in the gutter and i was like that would have been bad but it's just like was that really necessary did you really have to be a dick like i've been nice to you like i didn't call you a fucking pig even though i might have been thinking it like (laughs) like you know i was i was nice to you yeah um you want to be a dick my first experience with cops ever I still had like I hadn't done anything wrong. I I I don't even think I'd like smoked weed at that point. Uh, I was working at a video store and the boss miscounted the money three times because he was a moron and he was like, "Oh, we're missing three hundred dollars," and he blamed it on me and the other guy that was working. And both of us were like, "We didn't take the money. Neither one of us could get to the money. We can't even get to the safe." And he was like. One of you had to have done it because the money was there and now it's not. So he called the cops in and we had to talk to the cops for like two hours. And they were just trying to convince me that either I did it, which I knew I didn't, or for me to say that the other guy did it. And I was like, I'm not going to say he did it, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say he didn't do it, but I'm not going to say he did it either. I don't know. I wasn't with him all night long, but what I know is I didn't take it. And now it's 2 a.m. And I want to go home because this is a minimum wage job at Blockbuster. And, and the, you don't get paid for those extra two hours, right? right? I don't know. Of course I didn't get paid. For you should have You should have clocked that in as <laughs> overtime, man. I told my, like, it was the assistant manager that did that. And I talked to the general manager and he was like, yeah, we can't really pay for that. Blockbuster doesn't, uh, a lot for, uh, police investigations. I don't allot time for police investigations. That's why I don't right. break the law. Well, that's and and this goes back to the same concept of like, you know, the only reason you're there in the first place is to make money and they're going to they're going to this wasn't a lawsuit, but it was an accusation just the same and even though you didn't have to hire a lawyer for it, they they did take your time and it's like it, that's the thing. I mean, shit. Like you're you, what happens when a cop stops you and, and holds you on the side of the road for an hour and that makes you late to work and then works like, oh, well, you're late. So first we're going to write you up and plus you're going to have to clock out at the same time. So you lost an hour. Worth yeah, because you lost an hour. Like and the cop stopped you for like, oh, well, uh, yeah, it was just suspicious that you had a fuck the police sticker on your car. But uh, you you committed no actual crime. OK, so so why did you you caused damage to my life? um you by by taking you know taking money and opportunity away from me um you owe me for that right. like what why are the police so why is the government so unaccountable for the damage that they do 
just to just to people and like it's it's small amounts but it's like it's it's you know it all adds up it re- and, and it really does every single anytime that you have an interaction with anybody from the government you, you are actually stealing your own time away from you because you're paying them to be there through taxes through property taxes through sales taxes through whatever you're paying them to be there and then they're talking to you so you are actually paying them to talk to you and it's just a waste of your time in order right. to be there when you could be trying to make money to pay their salaries um yeah if i want to pay to talk to someone i'm going to a shrink right they they've got more interesting things to say <laughs> i mean not any of the ones i've ever saw but uh <laughs> um, um. So well, and, yeah. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I was gonna say this was this was interesting. There's this guy. I think it's this guy, Michael Picard. I don't know if it was him or if he just shared the video, but um, he so he called the police department in I think Rhode Island and asked them like, yeah, so you're you're pulling random cars over for crossing the border into Rhode Island, and they were like, yeah, but it's it's not a it's not a mandatory stop it's a voluntary stop like it's you know and he was like so when the cop gets behind me and he turns his lights on i don't have to stop and and they're telling him like yeah well technically no and he's like so i'm just gonna keep going and they're not gonna try to run me off the road or start shooting at me or anything and he's like no and i'm like that's fucking weird they just gave you permission to ignore the flashing lights if Mm -hmm. you believe you did nothing wrong yeah but and and then he, he actually tested it, but he he pulled over when they turned the lights on and the cop came up to the window and he was like, he's like, yeah, where are you going to? And he's like, well, we don't have to answer questions. And he's like, well, uh, can I see your, your license or something? He's like, this is this is an unconstitutional stop. Right. And the cop says, oh, no, this is an absolutely a voluntary stop. So you don't have to answer any questions. And the guy's like, are we free to go? And he's like, he's like, yeah, you're free to go. But we're just you know, we're just stopping anybody and asking questions just, you know, because we're curious. Um, but it's a voluntary stop. And it's like. Yeah, but how many people like because you don't open with that. Right. So anybody, anybody else who doesn't know to say I don't answer questions is going to answer. They're going to think they have to answer every fucking question you ask them. Right. They're going to think they had to pull over for you just because you had the lights on. Right. This is a fucking scam. Yeah, it's one of the things that uh, we have pushed very hard on uh, Muddied Waters of Freedom uh, is when you're when you're pulled over by the cops, shut the hell up. Don't say anything. When it, License and like, give them your license. I don't answer questions. Right. Is the best one. I don't answer questions. It, this is, and I still don't believe this. I still don't believe this. But my friend, who's a very good lawyer, told me this. He said, if you just sit there quiet, that's reason for suspicion. You have to, and and there was, he said, there was a Supreme Court ruling on this. You have to literally say, I am invoking my Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. Otherwise, your silence can be used against you. That that's the most idiotic backwards thing I've ever heard in my life. Right? You have the right to remain to, silent. To Anything it. you say can or will be used against you. Like we all know that phrase. But right. Anything if you, you shut the say, hell up, your silence will be used against you. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but I really like the one about I don't answer questions because that's really just like. You know, like, because because I think like if the cops there and he's like, he's like, well, where are you going? Where are you going? Why aren't you answering me? Are you nervous? Like they start asking, all the, they start probing. But if you throw back at him, oh, I don't answer questions. That really does shut him down. I've seen right. I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to use that one myself, but I've seen it shut down a lot of cops really fast um, compared to like people just trying to like, um, I'm like, you know, or, or they try to like what I try to do is I usually try to give them like a bogus answer. 
um, that's like totally like not answering their question. But yeah, sometimes and and sometimes you know they'll sit there and talk to me for like an hour, and I'm just like totally cool with that because like especially when I do that in Texas on on one of the drug highways where all the drugs are going, I'm like, yeah, you know how many drugs are getting by right now <laughs> while I'm wasting your time. Um, uh, the I don't get pulled over often anymore. I quit drinking, so I don't deal with the cops as much as I used to, which is great. Um, but the last time I got pulled over was for speeding. I didn't know I was speeding because I've stopped paying attention to speed limits since I stopped drinking. And I have, I, I just don't care anymore. The irony. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I don't need to worry about speed limits because I'm not drunk right now. Um, right. but I got pulled over for speeding. The guy said, where are you going? And I said, and I was leaving work, uh, like eight hours after I got off, but I, <laughs> and I said the city, I was like, uh, I said the city that I live in and he goes, he looked at my license. He saw that I lived there and he just went, Oh, okay. And he's like, where are you from? Where are you coming from? And I said, I don't answer questions. I don't answer any other questions other than that. And he just kind of paused for a minute. And he goes, All right, just slow down. I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> gave me my stuff and I left. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, I don't answer questions actually does. Well, it's worked for me once. Smoke and mirrors. That's the smoke and mirrors I was talking about earlier. Like, it's like they give the impression if you don't know, they give you the impression that you have to answer. Right. Like it's it's illegal if you don't answer, they're they're automatically going to take my license away. Oh my god, uh, I better answer this question. Where they, am I going? Uh, I better come up with something. <laughs> they they've instilled you with some sense of fear that they have control over things like your ability to move about and your ability to uh, be free, which they can only if you're they have given themselves that ability if you are doing something that they deem to be wrong. And if you're not, there's nothing they can do to you. If you are not breaking one of those laws that they can do these things. The one I find that's really dumb is if they pull you over for being uh, under suspicion of drunk driving and you refuse to blow into the uh, alcohol readout, they will suspend your license for a year. Right. I think, well, they have to, they have to have, enough probable cause to be able to arrest you in order for that to, to take place. And in in a lot of States, like if you refuse the roadside test, that's what they don't tell you either. If you refuse the roadside test, um, there, there is no penalty. It's after you get arrested and they give you the one at the station, that one they'll, they'll suspend you for, but you don't have to take the field sobriety tests. Um, which is a terrible idea. Don't ever take those. I don't care. I don't care how sober you are. Um, cause those are, I, I actually went to like, uh, with, with my, my, uh, lawyer friend, uh, he worked, he worked mostly on DUIs. Um, the dude, he's, a uh, man, I went to, I went to, um, field sobriety training classes. Um, the same ones, like the same teachers who teach the police, um, same instructors, um, the, the alcohol, um, tests, how to give alcohol tests. And like all this, other, like I, I went through like some of these amazing training programs. Cause I was like, um, I was just kind of following him around. Like I, I was kind of working on the documentary and also I was helping him with his marketing. And I learned some amazing things about how that fucking system works. And it's, it's so ridiculous. Um, there's actually a thing that they, they used to write on tickets. I don't know if they still do it, but if they suspected you for driving under the influence of cannabis, they would write that you had a green tongue. That's an actual thing. A green tongue, a green tongue. I knew he was smoking cannabis because he had a green tongue. Hmm. And like there are cases where like they, they comment on 
oh yeah this guy had a you know they, they do this thing where you follow your finger right and if your eyes jerk then that's that means that you're drunk the thing is flashing lights will make your eye is jerk and so they always do it with the flashing police lights behind them and you over here and they're in the middle so like you've got these flashing lights so just by going like this and then they're like uh i don't know if i saw it, but i'm gonna check the box right i'm gonna say that it happened also it, on that one if you go all the way to the right they pull like so your eye goes to a natural stopping point but they mm-hmm. always go further if they your eye will automatically jump trying to go further which yeah. automatically gives you that's why so, once your eye hits that general stopping point, it doesn't matter. Don't try to follow like don't try to follow it. So so this cop was uh he he was he was um he was there as a witness on one of these trials and he was asked, Did you notice anything weird about his eyes? And uh and this cop was like, uh yeah, they were bloodshot and uh he had a nystagmus in, in, in both eyes. <laughs> and then, a- and then uh and then my friend's like, Hey, uh show him your eye. And he's like and he pulls it out, he's got a fucking glass eye. That's amazing. Like, I, I would like, so I used to drink heavily, like every day, especially toward the end, every day to the point of getting blackout. And in order to prep for this, when I was very young, I learned to say the alphabet backwards because that's what they always did the same thing. Yeah. Z Y X W V U T Q R S O T P N O O N M L M L K K J. Uh, I, I had J- a mnemonic system for it. J I H F E D C B A. I haven't had to do that in a really long time, but I learned how to do that. And then when I found out they couldn't ask you that question, I was so mad. Right, dude. I know this actually. Like, I was at a, I was at like, I was at a bar one night, and it was like, it wasn't like it, it was like some kind of game night. It, it was kind of like trivia, but not. And they were like, okay, from ev- from everybody's team, send up one person to say the alphabet backwards. And I was like, I got this, man. I've been training my whole life. I used to do that for uh, when I was waiting tables. I would do that for tables that were hammered. Be like, all right, all you have to do is remember this ZYXW. And I'd go through it and they'd all stare at me. How do you know how to do that? Lots of practice. Um, (laughs) So even though like state, like going back to your campaign a little bit, um, even though state were totally off track, whatever, um, (laughs) Even though state uh, conventions and stuff haven't been going on, the national convention is still slated for uh, May 28th, I think. The 20, 20th. I think it's the 18th to the 22nd or something like okay. that. Um, I'm not officially a member of the party, so I'm not even 100% sure when it is. Um, I wasn't until they made me. Right. <laughs> the, the Georgia party tricked me into joining when I was there, um, but I still don't consider myself a member of it. Um, but... So do you you're in the camp that thinks that we should that the libertarians should have this convention, correct? Yeah. Um, and I mean, so so I'm really interested in two um, two conventions at this point, the Texas convention, which is actually supposed to happen, I think, next weekend. Right. Um, and that's that's really already canceled. Um, I, I don't know exactly what their contingency plan is at this point. But then the, then there's the one that's in May, um, which is the national one, which is also in Texas. Um, and so, um, of course that one's got higher stakes. I think they're talking about postponing that by two months. And I'm just like, that's, it's a terrible idea because this is the issue that I see. Um, and, and I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of torn between a few different things here. Um, if we wait that long, 
because we're we already missed. I mean, I've been campaigning since since I don't know. It's been over a year, like maybe a year and a half. Um, I was gonna say you were on my show well over a year ago. Yeah, and and so and and I've been camp and we started doing debates um, with with Arvin and Kim Ruff and you know uh, you know who else was who else was in it that early. Um, uh, and we were doing debates and everything. Hody hosted a, a whole series, um, and uh, you know we we we've been doing this because we understood that, you know, the, the Democrats were going to start doing theirs soon. And they've been, they've been doing theirs for like what, um, six months or something already. Something um, like yeah, I think, uh, yeah, September, October, something somewhere in there. And, and so they're not doing like, they're not putting this on public TV so that their delegates can see it. This, mm-hmm. they were trying to win votes from as many people as they could. And they're, they're advertising to the public. And so we've, we've started this thing since over a year ago. And we've been trying to get the Libertarian Party to back us up and say, hey, we'll promote some of this stuff. Because ultimately, like, you know, once once the once the election starts kicking in and people are, are talking about presidents, um, like, like anybody who gets into that conversation is going to be, uh, you know, heard and relevant, even if it's a Libertarian. And, and we're always, you know, cast aside a little bit and, and we don't get a lot of mainstream coverage. But it's an opportunity because people are actually care about politics a little bit for that period. Right. Right. Um, so my thing was like uh and, and you know the other guys too were like let's start this early let's start campaigning let's start advertising and we're really kind of all pissed off that the that the lp like didn't really want to get behind it because they were like oh well it's not even conventions yet it's, there's nothing official we don't have a big budget debate put together yet and i'm like that's that shit's not gonna happen just push it right but anyway so so if we don't have uh, so the, the lp is not gonna help promote any of this stuff they've started doing it a little bit with some of the debates which right. i'm really happy about and, and they have been been putting a lot of effort into creating those those big expensive looking debates which you know it's still very very uh you know it's it's not like a billion dollar thing like the democrats are doing but it's we're getting there um i believe uh l3 is doing a lot of those right yeah, yes yeah tom, um tom arnold yeah and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's absolutely amazing what they're doing. No, um, they they look great. The quality that they are putting out is truly amazing stuff. And it's only going to get it gets better every single one. Um, but even then, the LP is still. I mean, they're kind of promoting it a little bit. But I'm I'm talking about like, no, you guys have to like, you guys have to put advertising money behind this and make people fucking see it because CNN's still not going to talk about it. Right. But once we have a nominee. Then we do get some of that. We do get some of the mainstream attention, right? Gary Johnson had lots of mainstream attention. And yes, a lot of it was because he's, you know, he's got a lot of money. Um, he's got, he's, you know, he's an ex governor. There's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of that uh, contributing to that. But once we have a nominee, we become a little bit more relevant. People care just a little bit more. They don't care about the primaries as much. Um, they never did. So, one, so, so that's one thing. If, if we have to push that back a couple months, we're going to lose that opportunity of two months worth of this candidate going around, you know, getting as much attention as, as we possibly can saying, this is the nominee. Um, we're, we're losing that opportunity. So that's, that's kind of one thing that I'm upset about. Um, and why I really want to push for the thing to happen. And I'm even willing, you know, I, I've, or I've at least considered it. There's a contingency that if the convention can't happen, the LNC can actually pick uh, the nominee on their own. And I'm like, you know, except for, I guess I can say it now, um, except for one candidate, I would have, I would have endorsed any single one of them uh, because I think, you know, the, you know, the, the, the cream is going to rise to the top and whichever they picked out of those would have been perfect. And uh, the only one I wouldn't have endorsed was, uh, was Chafee and he's out. So 
pick whoever they want. Um, I think that needs to happen sooner, even if it's not me. And I'll, I will be upset about that. I'm not going to lie, but um, it, it is going to be somebody that I'm going to be able to get behind and say, you know, let's, let's promote that. So, there, um, so there's a provision that the LNC can just say that out of like you and Adam Kokesh and uh, Vermin Supreme. Hornberger and Vermin, yeah. All those, they can just say, okay, we're picking this guy. I think so. If if the convention, if the convention has to be canceled, I think there's a provision for that. And that would be another reason why Ethan Bishop Henchman just asked me to join the uh, LP. Um, and that would be another reason I wouldn't want to because I know it's, a lot of the people on the LNC, and I don't know if I want them choosing for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a possibility at the same time. I mean, you know, most of those guys are like, yeah, we really don't want to do that. And they know they're, they know, like, you know, whoever they pick, everyone's going to be pissed off anyway. Right. Um, because nobody has, nobody has like, I mean, like if I had 95% of, of the delegates, like totally in support of me and they picked me, then everyone would be happy. But the reality is no matter who they're going to pick, each one of those people has like maybe 40% support tops. So you're going to have 60% of the LP pissed off. At right. Um, yeah. I was, and they, 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 they want to avoid that at all costs. The way I see it is you may have one or two people who are front runners. Uh, and then everybody else is still pulling a huge chunk and that could still turn around. And especially with the way that the uh, LP does the voting at the convention, it's a ranked choice system, correct? Um, for no, for this, they actually, um, it, it's a plurality vote. It's a single vote. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they, they do. Uh, apparently everyone always tries to do either rank choice or, uh, approval voting. Um, and it never gets passed. Um, sometimes they do it for some of the other elections, I think. Right. Um, but for, for president and vice president, it's, it's always been plurality okay. as far as I know. Right. Um, it's, it's been a while since I was, I was at the Orlando convention, but I wasn't a delegate, so I wasn't in the room. So yeah. uh, I thought somebody had told me that once and I just was like, oh, well, that's cool that they do that. at least." It's, well, some of the state conventions do that, though. Okay. So like um, uh, Texas, I mean, that, that's where I've had all my personal involvement with, with the LP. I, like, I try to stay out of the business hall <laughs> most of the time. Right. Um, especially when I'm in other people's states. But because um, mostly just because I'm bored to death with it. Uh, but I go in for like the voting, like on, you know, the, the big issues, the people who are running for governor and that sort of thing. And in Texas, that's that's always been approval voting as far as I know. And what's interesting is I don't even think that's in the rules that it's approval voting. I think what happens is there's always a motion made um, and it always passes to use approval voting instead of instead of like, plurality or something. Right. Well, OK. Um, but yeah, if, if the LNC were just to, if the LNC were just to pick, um, now I know a lot of people are calling for 2,500 libertarians to ascend on the convention space with guns and be like, well, we're going to be here anyway. One of those people. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were or not, but I was like, I'm going to ask him. Um, yeah, that was, I don't know if I was the first one, but I said it like almost on day one um, when these orders, when when I started noticing people were like, yeah, we might have to cancel the convention. I was like, ah, fuck that. We're going. Um, What happens if the convention hall is closed? Like, what's the plan then? Parking lot. Okay. All right. I mean, park, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like if you, and look, this is this is me, right? If I want something to happen, I make it happen. I don't care what. Um, and, and I've always been that way. Like, you know, if if something gets in my way, I just find a way around it or find another way to do it. I, I like it, like it needs to get done. I'm going to make sure it gets done. 
Um, but there are so many people where it's like, you know, well, what was that movie Ants where the guy's walking along and then a leaf falls and he's like, oh, my God, I'm lost. It's like that's how I feel like so many libertarians are like, oh, well, if the governor says we can't assemble, then uh, we better not go there. And it's like, what? the? F- we're fucking libertarians. Let's go. And people are like, oh, but but we're going to get people sick and people are old and, and, and you know, in, in the LP and and all this other stuff. And I'm like, so, so wear your mask, wear, your pretty, wear a fucking hazmat suit, do whatever you got to do. Right. And if, um, if you're worried about either side of that, don't go. Yeah. Don't be like, but like, okay, so 10 or 20% stays home and everybody else goes fine, fine. Um, that's so much better than just shutting down the whole thing or just leaving it to LNC, which is what like 10 people. Um, so yeah, there's, there's so many different, uh, so many different, and, and it's like, yeah, okay, so if the governor says no, so we show up, we bring our guns, they're not going to fuck with us, um, especially if we're there peacefully. Um, what if the hotel, oh, so you're going to break into the hotel, it, that's private property, and I'm like, well, if the hotel says we can't be there, then we then we go in the parking lot, um, and if if it's raining, then we fucking go, some, go somewhere else, whatever. Go, go, um, go to the covered parking lot. Yeah, like there's, there's exactly like maybe there's a, there's a, um, uh, like a parking structure or something, right. um, nearby. Yeah, there's, go to, there's go to so the parking many... garage at the local mall that's closed now. <laughs> yeah. Or you just, you just like, you do it from your car and then, you know, you, you do it live on Facebook. Everybody watches it and they say, all in favor, honk your horn. And then everyone honks their horn. And, uh, and, and gotta go in a row. Yeah. Just go in a row. <laughs> All right. If you're if you're in section E three, section E three, we're we're on right. you. Um, that's a, that I mean, be, that would be really funny if they did it that way. I it would, would, and it would get fucking national attention from from like people who are like interested. I mean, look, there was what happened at the Democrats. There was like the guy who couldn't figure out how to flip a coin, and he's like, well, I, he's like sitting there messing with it, flipping it over, and he's like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Um, the, uh, yeah, that, that was the guy that flipped for, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg yeah, won that, that went, coin flip. That wasn't a coin flip that went viral. Are you telling me people voting with their car horns in a, in a parking lot is not going to like get some attention, right. um, turn, turn, like, turn on your lights. If you think this is a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. One, two, three. Exactly. It's like raising your hand, except the lights are on one, two, three, three, three. Right. And then you're not trying to count horn different horns. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there was another one. Somebody somebody put a thing out that they wanted to do uh, a march on your local city hall um, this weekend, Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. And like all these people are pissed off that like, yeah, these even the libertarians. Yeah, these tyrants don't have the right, but it's the right thing to do. So I'm going to stay home anyway. And then it's like, oh, we're having a march on on our city hall. Oh, well, I don't want to get sick. That's irresponsible that you're telling people to go out. And I'm like, stay in your fucking car. Make it a drive by protest. Right. Like, get out there, show your numbers, honk your horns. There's, there's probably not even anybody in City Hall because it's Sunday and it's Easter and like all this. Like, but get out there and show your numbers and break the fucking law and say that we're not going to stand up for this tyranny. I, um, I, I saw your post about this. I did not re- like, I'm not like the biggest religious guy. Did they really schedule a protest for Easter? Yeah. And it's, I don't know who started it, but it's been everywhere. Right. No, um, I, I, I saw you share the uh, flyer for it, but I, I hadn't. I didn't look into it. I didn't know either until, until people started commenting. Cause I'm not a, I'm not an Easter celebrator, right? but, uh, yeah, uh, apparently, apparently it is. Um, and, and people were like, so it's like, so wait, 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 are you going to break the law and go to your family's house for Easter, Easter, uh, Easter dinner or lunch or whatever, dinner, yeah. whatever you do on Easter. Yeah. Can you drive by the city hall on your way there and flip them off or something? Come on. Right. Just get, just give them a little horn honk on your way to your, 
on the way to right? your parents. And if you're scared, and, and like I said, there's a, like for every objection all these people have, I it like it's just it's it's just like it's like the leaf. Like, oh, but what if we get stopped by the police? Tell them you're on your way to get some fucking groceries because that's supposed to still be legal, right? And if anybody knows, you gave everybody a pat like a hall pass. The hall pass. The hall Take pass. Take that with you. Right. Which You're working for me. You're I, an essential employee. Which I don't have on me, but I do have it. Um, <laughs> awesome. But yeah, no, I got the Dan Berman and essential employee hall pass where I can go anywhere that I want. I just show them that piece of paper. When I found out That's that they awesome. weren't really enforcing that around here and I can pretty much move wherever I want to go, I didn't carry it because I don't like carrying things I don't need to. Right. Um, but yeah. You can print one of these out. You're an essential employee of the Berman, uh, Dan Taxation and Theft, Berman for President campaign, I think is what it says at the top. Um, and you could you just go wherever you want. And if they pull you over, show it to him. Oh, I mean, he's an essential employee. Can't do anything to him. Right. So, yeah, we're keeping the government going here. If you shut us down, you're shutting down democracy. Right. It's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um so right now, like right now, with the way that the election is shaping up, not the libertarians, because we don't really know how that one's going to end up yet. But just out of the two other parties, uh, we've got two sexual, two people who have been accused of sexual assault. Which one? Uh, which one am I rooting for? No, which one's prison? worse? I guess. Yeah, which one's worse? Um, I, I honestly, I think Biden's worse. Okay. Um, like, I mean, Trump, I, I think he's just like, you know, uh, toxic, Mr. Toxic Masculinity. Um, I don't know if uh, I mean, I guess uh, I, I don't know if he's if he's I guess there have been some accusations that he's actually assaulted um, individuals and not just, you know, like the, the you know, the locker room talk video. But right. um, Biden is just like he he looks like if they let him off the the leash he will he will just go wild and do some really bad things um yeah. he's got the whole yeah the whole i'm gonna smell that's, the the, the, that's the sniffing really of the weird, hair man the sniffing of the hair of anybody is really weird the sniffing of the hair of children is where that's where i'm like this guy this is this is the best you guys had this is it right this is it like were you not even trying in 2020 were you just saying ah we'll just give it to the old guy with dementia yeah but like I, I've said that since the beginning, he's going to be the one because it it was really obvious that he was, you know, like he he's like the insider pick. Yeah. Uh, so Spike and I have been calling that it was going to be Biden uh, on the Muddy Waters of Freedom. We've been calling that since last February. Well, before this started, we said it was going to be Trump and Biden and people would argue with us and they say, oh, we don't know. It might be whatever. And we said, no. Nope. It's going to be Trump and Biden. I think it's going to be Warren. Right. It's going to be Kamala. Kamala's going to do it. Yeah. Kamala's going to do it. And then the, all the Bernard brethren were coming out. It's going to be Bernie. Bernie's got it. And it's like, no, none of those people are yeah. going to win. It's if only... it was if it was like an actual vote, I think Bernie would have Bernie would have taken it. But they I mean, like, why would you even drop out right now? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Somebody made him drop out and endorse Biden. That's what that was. Did, did he endorse? I I don't think he endorsed because I know that he suspended his campaign. I don't know if he's officially dropped. Um, and I know I don't think he's endorsed yet. 
Well, Biden sent out an email because I'm on all their email lists, right? Because yeah. I, I like to keep up with the dirt. I am too, um, but I delete a lot because. Yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> but I got one from Biden that said, um, well, that's it. I officially won the nomination. Right. Um, basically. So it's. Yeah. But I mean, of course, Bernie's going to. I mean, he's out. He's, he's You don't suspend your your campaign and then. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I'm back. No, I'm back. He, I just he, want one more debate. I got emails every day. Right. Um, I'm once again asking for your financial support. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am still waiting, even though, uh, even though Bernie, even though Bernie uh, has suspended his campaign well before convention, I'm still waiting for all of the people to come out and say, this is how Bernie can still win. This is like, I'm waiting right. for it this year. This is how Bernie can still win. Um, well, I'm already, um, I'm already taking advantage of it because we've, we've had a really strong healthcare platform um uh since the beginning which by the way i love your healthcare platform (laughs) your healthcare platform uh when i was when we saw each other in georgia i was reading your flyer and the way you described the healthcare platform in that is so good you did such a great job with that nice thanks um yeah like it's it's i'm I'm like out of focus here what did i do it was one it was once the sun hit your face again it went out of focus yeah um so, so, um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. There are so many, like so many, um, great opportunities that are going to come from this because there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of one issue voters, right. Who, who are supporting him for various reasons and they have no place to go. And we have a platform that's, that's attractive to, and we've already been pulling their supporters from the past. So actually one thing we're going to work on now is, is uh, we want to get like testimonial videos from everybody who used to be on his campaign. Right. Um, and we even got some people that used to be on Andrew Yang's campaign and we stole them all before, you know, they dropped out of the race. Um, but it's, it's amazing because like, because that, that's really what we're, what we're saying here. And you know, the, the libertarian, this was something I struggled with when I first joined or, or got involved to any degree with the libertarian party was, you know, um, if you want to get rid of all taxes, how do you tell somebody that you don't just want all the children to die and starve in the street and that kind of thing? Um, and nobody really had a good answer. Um, and so because it's, it's based around a, a lot of the messaging is based around the selfish. I don't want to pay taxes. And honestly, that's what brought me to the party. I didn't want to pay taxes. Um, but then once I understand, okay, if, if I want to not pay taxes, I have to get the rest of the country to agree with me. Right. Um, so that means I better start solving some problems of, how are these people, how are we going to have hospitals? How are we going to take care of the elderly? How are we going to do all this and that if we get rid of those taxes? Because if I can't solve those problems, those people are going to keep stealing from me. Um, so I'm, I'm solving those problems and, and um, it's working really well. So, so I, I think, you know, the fact that Bernie Sanders dropped out because he, he you know, he's the first to market with that, um, which, which in marketing terms, that means he's the winner. Right. Um, he, he's got a lot more money. Um, he's, he's working with a, with a much bigger partner, which is the, the democratic party. Um, there's no way little old me running with the libertarian party is ever going to compete with that. But now that he's out and nobody else is offering an alternative to that, there's a great opportunity that we can actually grab that base and say, Hey, look, we're giving you something even better than, than what he was offering. Um, and, uh, you know, come over here and support this. And, um, yeah, so so we're we're really trying to take advantage of that. Nice. Yeah, I know a lot. I I know many members of the Church of Bernie, and all of them, all of them that I know, they are not blue no matter who. They were Bernie or bust, and right. many of them are saying, 
that they aren't going to vote for Biden. Uh, a lot of some of them are going to vote for Trump just as an FU to the Democratic Party. Uh, others are going to vote for whichever third party candidate has the greatest chance of getting five percent. And right. I know that I, I know that courting them is a big platform or is a big uh, movement for third party candidates right now. And a lot of them are going to be trying to get them on their side in order to kind of push them in the yeah, eyes. They don't of, have my health care plan. Right. Um, and and um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I'm well, I don't know. I can certainly try. But, you know, he's we've tried before. We've tried to reach out to him and, and try to engage him in a conversation Um and of course, you know, while he's running his campaign, that's that's impossible. His handlers are never going to let that, that happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's something we can keep trying to do um, because I think that would be amazing. And you know, it's this is what I've always said about him, and and this should be our position, <laughs> whether you believe it or not. This should be our, our position is that you know he he's addressing real concerns. Um, there are real people with real pains in their lives and he's offering a solution to them and nobody else is offering any solution and it might not be the best solution. Um, we're offering one that's better. Um, but you know, if, if they can't hear that, then they're going to go back to this belief that, well, nobody cares about my problems and nobody wants to help me fix this. And, and, you know, we want to be the ones to say, no, we do care about your problems. We do want to help you fix it. Um, so that's, and, one, one of the major things that I try to explain to people is when it comes to libertarianism, uh, an, you know, anarcho fill in the blank of any kind, it's you're not relying on the government to do things. You are actually taking responsibility for yourself and you are trying to learn how to take care of yourself without the aid of the government. You don't want to get stuck on the government teeth. Like, right. You know, the the conservatives. But it's. The conservatives use the whole, uh, you know, don't feed the animals in the park thing because then they right. become. Then yeah, they... I used to be on that, too. Right. With the libertarians. But which and it's true. It but is. Here's the... It is. I don't like using I don't like using those adages as much anymore because I feel that right. they're kind of tired and played out. And then people just kind of align you to the group that says them. So, well, not only that, it's it's kind of a fallacy because it's it's addressing it's addressing a symptom of the problem and not the problem itself. Um, because ultimately like, you know, it, it's, it's easy to say, Oh, well, you're just lazy. You're not working for, you know, I'm working hard and I have this, you know, all this stuff. If you work hard, that's great. You should have like a very luxurious life because you work for right. it. You're able to afford all these wonderful things. But if you don't work hard, that doesn't mean you should be like negative, like below the line. And that's the system that we're in today because the government keeps taking from you. So like, if you think about it, a very lazy person should be able to have a roof over their head and food in their stomach. Um, it, it really doesn't take a lot to provide that, especially in a world where everything is done through automation and machines and everything, even in farming and, and everything else. Um, and if somebody is able to acquire a roof over their head, they should be able to stay there. Um, and, and uh, you know, the government shouldn't say, oh, well, you've been here too long and you haven't paid any, any land rent, so we're going to kick you out. Because that makes them that creates homelessness um, that forces them to work. And they're like, why am I working just to keep a roof that I already paid for? Right. Um, right? So so it creates all this. And then so when you when you get into this, like uh, this, this whole like fight between classes of, yeah, well, you're just lazy. People should have a right to be lazy um, as long as, you know, they're providing for themselves. But that's the problem. They're not providing for themselves. They're providing for the government first and they're left with whatever scraps they right. have, which is 
which is absolutely true because every time you go to work, the first thing that happens before you get your money is the government takes it. Um, right. And then you're now trying to live off of whatever money you have left over. Right. Uh, and and, like, and the, rent, the rent is kind of the same, right? Because a lot of, um, a lot of lefties are, you know, the rent is too damn high. They're right. pissed off about having to pay rent to some, to some rich guy. Well, the, the rich guy who bought the, who bought the property to rent it out to make some money is, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's an opportunist who's taking advantage of the fact that's, that there's a huge market for people who need to rent. So it's not necessarily evil on his part. What's evil is the government's policies that have stripped everybody away of the land that they own. They stripped society of the ability to, to own land and own a home, um, forcing them to rent, creating that market in the first place. So, you know, these people are actually providing the roofs. Um, they're, they're not evil for that. What's evil is the government who has who has made that the only way that you're able to to, to afford to live. Um, and, and that's criminal. Um, so, you know, you get rid of those programs. We put people back in homes. We reestablish this American dream where everybody should own a home and the property and not have any fear of, you know, losing their job and not being able, able to pay their property tax. And the government's going to take it away. Get rid of all that. Um, and you have people that you, you get rid of. You get rid of this dependency on on you know on the landlords and the the corrupt uh you know corrupt uh corporatist um capitalists and and all this other crap you get rid of that dependency but it's all it all it all revolves around government and policies and you got to fix those yeah um and a lot like a lot of these policies a lot of people they probably understand that it happened back then but a lot of people don't know that uh, FDR is the reason for a lot of the issues that we have now in all of these with the, uh, he created what is now the FHA, the federal housing administration. Uh, he, yeah. he created that. It wasn't called that at the time. Um, and be, due to a long series of events from the FHA and redlining, which is now illegal and how they grouped different neighborhoods, uh, a through F, um, that led to what later became uh, that led to busing and Joe Biden saying that we shouldn't do busing. And uh, that went on to lead to uh, how loans were given out and every single market crash in the real estate industry that we've had since then. And all of it started right. from the great depression. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of people praise him and it's probably because, you know, maybe the effects of his programs were actually good in the beginning because they didn't have time to set in. Maybe, I don't know. I wasn't there, right. um, but, um, but yeah, and, but you touched on another point too, education, because a lot of people are like worried, like, Oh, well um, with, without government uh, taxes, how are we going to pay for the schools? And it's like, wait, if you go back, if you go back that far, um, people weren't always dependent on those schools. And like, you know, homeschooling especially with the internet is you can do so much of a better job now um and it doesn't take a whole lot of time it doesn't take a whole lot of money um to give your kids a better education than public right. school but people are like but i don't have time for that yeah because you might have a household household with with two parents and they're both working because those two jobs don't even pay Enough. the property tax on the rent um and it, it's like it's like yeah it goes back to the same problem get rid of the property tax get rid of the income tax you'll have more money You'll own your home. You won't be, you won't, you'll be able to spend time um, right. you'll actually working with your kids. You'll have more money, which will lead to more time. And the more time that you get to spend is with your kids, with your families, with, you know, whatever it is that you prefer. If you're somebody who's just not married, doesn't have kids, doesn't have a girlfriend, whatever, like whatever it is that you spend your time doing when you're alone and you enjoy it, that's invaluable. 
there is no amount of money that can make up, make that up. So when you are wasting it, paying, you know, your property tax and paying your FICA and paying all the different income taxes that you have to pay, you are now losing on doing what is invaluable to you. And you're leaving your kids for what, like 30 hours a week to bond with government agents instead of with the family unit. Right. And that's terrible. Who's also going to be teaching them in many cases, things that you as anybody watching this or listening to this probably agrees with us on at least 70% of things. Um, who's going to disagree with you on probably 20 to 30 to 40 or more percent of your, of your ideals. And you are now leaving it to this government agent to teach them how to live. And you don't even know what it is. Right. Like you don't like your kids come up. Oh, what did you learn at school today? I used to never tell my parents. I'd be like, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to that shit. Right. But you know, it still got into my brain. I still, I still learned it. I just didn't want to regurgitate it. Right. Um, but it's still there. And like, holy shit. And, and, it, and some of it gets like, like some of it gets suppressed too. Cause I like, uh, so hanging out with all, all my lawyer friends, um, uh, I heard, uh, I heard a story. One of them told, uh, told me that their kid came home from school and they had the dare class. And, um, and they said, yeah, if, uh, if you ever get arrested, don't ask for a lawyer because it makes you look guilty. And when he said that, I totally had a flashback and I was like, wait a minute. They told me that shit too. I don't remember if they said that to me. They did say some weird yeah, shit. There was did. also something else. Like I remember when they were talking about guns, they were like, it doesn't matter. Even if it's not loaded, it could still go off. And I was like petrified of guns for like the longest time until I moved to Texas um, because of that. Like, and I, mean, I, I get they're trying to like scare me out of not playing with guns, but like lying about it is, is not the best way to earn respect, is it? No. And that even if it's not loaded, it can still go off. Perhaps what they were trying to say is even if you don't think it's loaded, it can still go off, which is true. Right. But if they worded it in that way, that isn't that's just a blatant yeah. lie. Uh, Jacob LaBelle in the comments says commie BS. Yeah. And yeah, it is. Um, we have like to ban they, all the guns. The school and the, the indoctrination that happens in our schooling systems is insane. What they are teaching kids like. I'm not the biggest fan of the government, as you know, uh, and the Constitution, it's anybody can write something down and say that it's a law. We give it credence because we've been told we are supposed to. They are now changing the meaning of things. There was a history book somewhere that said that the Second Amendment guaranteed that the military would have guns. It's like, that's not what the Second Amendment says. Yeah. And because I've you are now all. now you're trying to change that shows that I don't want my kids being taught by you. And common core math is just, I looked at it once and I don't ever want to do that. Well, okay. Cause okay. I'm a math nerd. So I'm okay. going to push back on that one. And only it's, it's only cause I don't understand it that I never want to do it. Right. And well, and that's the thing. So I, I don't want to push back on the, on the math itself. I want to push back on what it's doing because basically this is what I saw. Um, uh, I saw a girl who was, I don't know, um, young, like probably middle school. Right. Right. Um, she brought her homework home with no instructions and, um, asked her mom and my dad to help her with her math homework. And when I saw the question, because I'm a programmer and we use the terms that they were using in my world, I knew exactly what, what they were talking about. 
but there were no instructions, right? So I was just observing and she was asking both, both, uh, both, uh, um, boomers, I guess, um, how to, how to, how to do this problem. And because they learned math a completely different way and they had no idea what this was, they couldn't answer. And, and that created a friction of, of, oh, my parents are dumb. They can't help me with my homework. Right. They don't know any, they don't know any of this stuff. And, and that I think is extremely dangerous. And if, if, if they were homeschooling, even if it was this new method, if they were homeschooling, a parent would be able to watch a video or, or read a page with the actual instructions. Why didn't they send the instructions home? Like that's, that's weird. That that's very weird because you're right. It does. It does put that. It does divide the family because the kids are now thinking, yeah, my parents are idiots. I better listen to everything the government says. Right. And and this is weird too. I remember in, in elementary school, I think it was part of our fifth grade, which is like our senior elementary school year. Right. Um, we had, I think our, yeah, our school went to fifth. Some of the other ones went to sixth. Um, and we had like this, I don't know if it was like, an elective thing or if it was like the whole fifth grade class i think it might have been the whole fifth grade class um like different fifth grade classes because there were more than like you know there was like a few hundred people on this stage and they put us together and they made us they made us sing the army theme song the marines theme song the air force theme song and like all these like you know weird kind of like probably probably socialist um like you know, yeah, if we all, you know, if we were all working together, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Right. And like, not that I have anything against like, you know, okay, teaching kids to sing and maybe like having a positive outlook on life, maybe some some music about like, yeah, things are going to be great. But like, that was some state worship shit. Like that was, that's weird. And you see that a lot, especially in the elementary school levels. You'll notice the the first things you learn on like the recorder and that shit is like stars and stripes, stars and stripes right. forever. And, and everybody used to learn how to stand up and say the pledge written by a socialist. Um, right. uh, You're a grand old flag. Like there's like uh, all these things that are like about how free America is. And it's like, but we're not really, right. but it's like once you, when you get that stuff stuck in your head, like that's how I see like a lot of these people who are like totally like, yeah, go Trump, go America, like that kind of thing. Like, it, it's it's that indoctrination it's it's like a lot of it's coming from the music and, and having that that picture stuck in your head like burned into your head because you're forced to like sing these songs over and, and that's the that's the other thing okay if you hear a song right if you hear a song like one time um like imagine uh, imagine if every morning um like you went to school and they forced you to sit and listen to like you know a couple songs about how great the government is okay. some parents would probably be pissed off right they'd be like what, what are you what are you trying to indoctrinate our kids but if you put them in a music class and we're going to teach them to sing and we're going to make them sing it a thousand times over and over and over again so it's like burned into their brains that's normal because like oh we're teaching them to sing and they have to get the words right it's going to take them a few times oh that's actually like, that's actually yeah because that's that's uh indoctrination through repet- uh repetition it, it, it's all repetition and it's it's what's funny is like we look at we look at North Korea and China and all this stuff and we're like oh yeah that's that's some weird like commie shit but they're doing the exact same thing just right. we don't understand the words to theirs right. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what it is I mean it's it, it's very uh, akin to the Hitler Youth and the stuff that they were teaching them and just drilling it into their brains over and over and over and over again 
Uh, did you see the movie Jojo Rabbit? No. The, the, the campy story about the young Nazi boy who has Hitler as an imaginary friend. Um, oh, I heard about that. That was, um, that was just a couple of years ago, right? Uh, last year. Last year, I think. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. I wanted to. Oh, it's, re- it's really good. It's really funny, really well made. Um, definitely recommend it. But in it, this kid, he's a member of the Nazi youth. Um, and his best friend, his, his imaginary friend is Hitler, but Hitler is really campy. And he's just goofy and silly and really likable. <laughs> but it makes sense because that is what this kid has been told Hitler is like. Right. Um, and then he meets a Jewish girl. Uh, and that's where the entire story kind of takes off. Uh, Interesting. Great. But you see some of the stuff that they do in order to start indoctrinating these kids. Like he goes to some summer camp. Uh, none of this is spoilers cause it's the beginning, but he gets into a summer camp at the beginning and, uh, he, they're like teaching him all about how great Hitler is. And somebody's just going to take this segment. And I know it. And they're going to say, see, Matt's a Nazi. Um, but they're teaching him all about how great Hitler is and how wonderful the Reich is. And he needs to do everything he can for Hitler. And he, he is buying it all the way. And then he meets this Jewish girl and then he begins to question things because she doesn't have horns and sleep upside down like a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hormones will undo all of the, uh, all of the training. Um, But it's, it it is truly a fantastic movie that I, I highly recommend anybody watch. Um, but it, that that is what they're doing today in a much different way. They 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 preach their own sermons, but it's all political, and they're forcing right. that on your kids. And since I don't have any of my own, uh, it's it's I st- like I still get upset about it because why are you doing that to the younger generation and forcing them to think this way as opposed to showing them that there are other ways to look at things, right? Well, you, you also know it's like it's it's social engineering. They're they're creating like you're going to have to live in a society with those people um, and you're paying for it on top of that. Um, so, yeah, there's there's so many different angles to be angry about it. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So, no, that what's what's funny. So that, that thing you were saying about, you know, someone's going to cut that clip of you saying how wonderful <laughs> Hitler is. Um, that I actually wrote I wrote an article. It's, it's on one of my um, websites somewhere. And it's called it's it's titled like how Hitler saved the day or something like that. And um, it was actually like uh, that, that was like a clickbait title. But it was a, it was about how because, you know, everybody like you get into an argument and somebody's like, oh, well, that's like Hitler or that's like the Nazis. or something, Right. Somebody somebody always jumps to that. And people will outright reject that argument. And uh, my article was actually about how you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't reject that, um, that argument because that argument is the extreme. Um, yes, it's not a realistic um, uh, jump, but what's interesting is like, um, if you understand, um, I think I want to say I learned this in philosophy, that in, in philosophy, there was the structure of the argument. I think that was it because in philosophy, they're, they're trying to come to conclusions about like what life is. And so they, they talk about premises and, and what is a logical argument and all these other things. And so, um, if you were to say, um, for example, um, all people are evil, right? All you would have to do is find one person who's not evil and that disproves the theory, right? So 
um, in the same way, if you were depending on the argument, I'm not even sure what argument it would have been, but like, you know, if you, if you were to say like, well, yeah, but then what about, what about, and you go to an extreme, an extreme is going to disprove whatever the, whatever the argument is. Um, but of course people reject that argument because it's, it's, um, because it does disprove it and of course that jumps people into cognitive dissonance a lot of times where they're like no i don't want to i don't even want to hear that argument right um and now i guess it's because it's been used so many times um it's you know it just becomes like oh yeah i don't i don't even want to like my brain's not even gonna it's like in one ear and out the other um but i, I think it is worth it is worth considering all the time because we have to um like if we refuse to compare what's going on today with with uh hitler's germany um then we're we're missing a big point of about what's going on like like if if what was happening today were to happen in the 90s people would be like no that's that's fucking insane that'll never happen in america right that, and now we're there where's it going to be in another 10 years or 20 years and that that is 100 percent accurate in the 90s in the 90s a lot of what you see happening today like you said, would never have happened. And there were times that I'm even certain that me at the fresh baby faced young age that I was said, Oh, that would never happen here. And even today comparing it and say, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was completely and yeah. totally wrong. Yep. Um, so, wow. I did not know we were, we'd been going that long. Um, <laughs> I just looked, I was like, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Good talk, man. Good talk. It's always, man, every time you, you and I get together, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, like my girlfriend's got a couple of kids and they really like your taxation is theft. Nice. Bracelet. And they always ask me about the, this one, the end the drug war one. Uh, but they're too young and I don't want to get into that conversation with them. Right, because right. I'm certain their mom will kill me. Um, <laughs> so whenever they point out and they're like, what's this one say? I'm like, that one says Dan Berman for president. Um, and they go, nice. okay. And then they're it like, does. it does. On the other side. It does. Yes. Right there. Um, and then this one, they're always like, what's that say? I'm like, taxation is, and they also, and they both say th- one says theft and the other one has changed it. He says taxation is attack. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. I'll count it. Good yeah. enough. Um, hey, I'll send you. We started making these shirts. So you know the taxation is theft shirt where it's like it's like um it's like a, a bar of yellow and then a bar and then yellow letters underneath it, like the black, like it's it's like the alternating color thing. Right. Um so we did one like that, but it says it says uh question authority on it. I'll send you one of those. The kids will love it. Okay. Yeah, no, they'll definitely love it. They they uh they love all of my they love all of the stuff that I have here. They don't know what any of it means, but they love all of it. Um, yeah. So the campaign's going well. I, I, I made an agreement at the beginning of this campaign season that I wouldn't endorse anybody for president um, because that would be really awkward, especially with who my co-host is. Uh, right. Well, I'm not endorsing anyone for vice president either. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I, I am, I endorse him for vice president. So all I want to know is if you get the nomination, will you pick Spike Cohen to be your VP? I, you know, here's the thing. Like I've met a lot of really interesting people and there are a lot, lot of interesting people that I would absolutely be happy with. Um, but I really, I really, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't want to pay play the party politics thing because I, there's a couple reasons. One is 
if I have to just pick one, there's really so many great people. I couldn't p- pick just one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Spike is awesome. Vermin is awesome. Um, um, Arvin's awesome. Uh, Dr. Mary Ruard's not even running, but she's awesome. Um, if, if I could, if I could pull in Ron Paul or judge Napolitano, um, you know, like, it, but, um, yeah, realistically, I don't think I can endorse just one person. So I get that. What, what my suggestion is, 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 um, you know, that anybody who's running, whether for president or vice president, get nominated and then let people choose. And, you know, maybe the second best presidential candidate will, will get picked, but, Further than that, and especially if I get the nomination, um, I want to bring everybody with me because ultimately, like, everybody talks about this as if, like, you know, oh, yeah, so we're going to have a president and a vice president and we're going to run a normal campaign just like everybody else. But no, we have to we have to think bigger than that. Um, if we have an entire team and if I say if I say Arvin is my Department of Education uh, cabinet, um, uh, Adam is my Department of Defense cabinet. Um, you know, and, and, you know, expand all this stuff out like this, um, then we have like all these almost surrogates who could go to, you know, different local news um, outlets and say, oh, yeah, I'm I'm part of that cabinet. I'm part of what that cabinet is going to be. And so now we have 20 people who are, you know, they're willing to get out there. We already know that we're, we know that they already have reach and we're all working together because ultimately, if we just leave it to whatever that one person is that gets the pick and his VP, then we're, we're just like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're, we're cutting off so many potential resources that we have. Um, and if we all run as a team, we can just do so much more damage. We'll get we'll, we'll reach so many more people. Um, we'll we'll have different angles for different people. Uh, you know, some people might say I can never vote for that guy. Oh, but one of the guys in his cabinet, I really like I'm I'm, a, I'm into education. And I really like what this guy has to say about education. Okay, well, um, if, if I have to get this guy into the White House by voting for that guy, maybe I'll do it. Um, we, we have to think big like that because we're not we're still we're still a third party. And, you know, people are just like, oh, people hate Trump and people hate Biden. We're, this is the year we're going to get every single vote because everybody hates the other two. No, that's that, that's not how it works. No, um, and that, you're, and that you're was, burying your head in the sand. And that was proven in 2016 because right. these were the two most unlikable candidates in all of history. Biden, I would say, is more likable than Hillary. That might just be my personal opinion, but I think yeah. he is more likable. He's probably than killed far fewer people. Right? Exactly. Yeah. For for pretty much that reason and that reason alone. Uh, right. But he is probably more likable than Hillary. He also, I feel like I, it, and maybe it's just because I'm a guy, uh, and he's not going to smell my hair or try to digitally penetrate me, but. <laughs> I feel like Biden, uh, I could sit there and have a conversation with Biden, even if we disagree. He would probably call me a jackass or a, uh, I can't remember. You don't need 30 magazines. Right. He'll, he'll yell at me, but I feel as though I'll even be able to yell back at him. Where Hillary, she would yell at me and I wouldn't feel I could yell back because I enjoy oxygen. I'm a big fan, right. big fan of oxygen. Oh, she wouldn't yell at you. She'd be like, get, take right. care of this. Take care of this guy. Get him out of He's here. Gone. Get him out of here. Yep. Bern, Bernie would just give Never me the mic. Never going to see him again. Um, yeah. Bernie would just hand me the mic and just step off stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I really do want to have a conversation with him though, because I, I think it would be, I mean, I had, I had a debate with a guy last night who, who was pushing kind of like um, a, a land. It was weird because he hated the idea of landlords um, 
charging rent, but he also wanted to have like a government land rent system. And I'm like, that sounds like the same thing. Right. That doesn't sound um, all that different. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like property tax, except probably more. Right. Um, but yeah, so, but, it, but it was, it was an interesting conversation. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know, we were talking for like maybe a couple hours and, uh, it, it, it was just really interesting. Um, and yeah, I love having conversations like that because it does, um, I mean, look, I didn't get here by sitting around a bunch of libertarians and letting them fill my head with like all their bullshit. Um, I got here because I challenged them and I had conversations and I challenged Democrats and I challenged Republicans. Um, and I took some of the, the libertarian stuff to a Democrat and then they, we fought and they had a couple of really good points and that changed my perspective and, and my understanding of everything. And, and, and that's, that's really how we grow. And I think, um, Bernie Sanders would be a worthy opponent for a, for a discussion like that. And I, I really hope that you are able to get him on something. Cause I would love to see a conversation between you two, because you, in my personal opinion, this is not a statement made by muddied waters media, but it's not my, an endorsement and it is not an endorsement, but I think that you legitimately are the smartest person running as a libertarian. Thank you. I legitimately believe that you, you are so knowledgeable on so many different aspects uh, and I think that you legitimately are the smartest person running. Um, and I can still tweet a fart joke. You can. And that's also <laughs> part of it. Um, but to see you talk to Bernie, who I don't think is actually all that. I think he has talking points. And mm-hmm. then he has a team of people who feed him those talking points. But I would love to see a conversation between you who both have the same end goal of helping people. Right. Because everybody, he always spins it that these people don't want to help. That right. you know, Donald Trump doesn't want to help. That, you know, Ted Cruz. Libertarians. Right. And we get that spin. We do. Uh, he doesn't deal with many of us, though. Um, You're right. Oh, well, I always like to say, you know, Bernie Sanders, I mean, he because he actually does a little bit. He reminds me of my grandfather. Um, you know, he, he was a very caring person. He cared about animals and people. And he was all, always donating. Well. Um, we were always donating to Bernie Sanders, but he, my grandfather was always donating to other people. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, you know, when, once he got to about Bernie Sanders age, uh, he was becoming senile and we had to take his driver's license away. So, uh, I, I wouldn't want to put Bernie in charge of the presidency in charge of the white house and government. But, um, but to that point, like, you know, I can understand that he's, he's, he's attempting Maybe, maybe it's just a, a you know a big facade, but it, he appears to be attempting to care about people and wanting to fix problems, and and that's something that I can have respect for. Right, and and again, I agree with that. Like he wants he wants to help people, and that's what that's what uh, we all want is we want to help people. We just want to show pe- we want to teach people how they can help themselves while he is trying to teach the give a man a fish versus giving a man a fish. He, he wants to give them fish. We want to teach them to fish. Right. And that, that's the difference in, between, in, in those two philosophies is the way that I see it. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. that is actually about all the time that I have, right. mainly because I have to go to the bathroom really badly now. All right. Um, I've but, got a, yeah, I've got a podcast coming up in like 20 minutes. Too. Oh, cool. Um, but who do, who do you uh, have yeah. on today? I know that you had you you had Vermin on yesterday, correct? Yeah, um, tonight it's Luke Winky. Um, he's are you familiar with him? Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, this should be fun. Yeah, 
Um, Inter- he's interesting, an interesting guy. Interesting to see how that goes. And then I know Monday. I think Monday you have Spike Cohen on. I believe. Yep. <laughs> I think that's right. Um, yep. And uh, let's see. Oh, tomorrow I got my friend uh, Devin, um, who works on my campaign. Um, I think we had a topic to talk about too, but uh, yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, my calendar fills up so freaking quick but it's right. like we're all we're all doing like I mean, it's, it's the online campaigning thing which is actually awesome because i i think people's expectations have actually changed so we're getting more exposure now because people are actually looking to the internet for um you know this information instead of like well when's this guy coming to my town um which it, it, it kind of like it really does hurt that you know so many people reach out and they're like yeah when you come to my town and i'm like man <laughs> um send me $5,000 and I'll arrange to, to uh, make a stop. And it's like, you know, I, I like, like, you know, I, I hate asking for money in the first place, but you know, such a big ask like that, just to like, you know, be able to say hi to someone for, for five minutes. And then, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's difficult. And it's, and we don't have that kind of money, like, like the Democrats and Republicans do. So, but I, I think it's really interesting because this could be an absolute game changer once, you know, once people realize, um, you know, this, this whole thing can be a virtual, um, a virtual thing. And then there's, there are more options. Um, this, this could change the whole game. Who knows? It could. And I think that a lot of what's happening in the quarantine, you're going to see go into, it's going to become a standard for actual life. You're going to see more people working remotely, more people working virtually. Um, right. you're going to be, you're this gonna see- is the apocalypse and that, and we'll see that the post apocalyptic fi- uh, future is actually quite nice. Right. You're going to, you're going to see that you like, people are going to see that they can save money. They can spend time at home. They can, uh, homeschool their kids. They're going to, and they're going to be able to save money and start working toward everything that we talked about on this show. Um, Hopefully one day not paying the property taxes and the land rents and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But they're going to be able to save for their own personal wealth without feeling the need to go out all the time and not needing the government schools and not needing everything else. I think that this could lead to that. It just depends on how everything is spun once all of this is over. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting. It is. It's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm not excited for it because I'm bored out of my mind right now. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it's going to be very interesting to see how the world changes once all of this is over. Well, uh, if you want to take a break, you're always welcome down here in Mexico. And, um, and I don't. You I have don't, a cava bar near you, so I'm definitely very excited to come down and. I do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I think I got through right before they started like really closing down the border. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll swim but, across, uh, I'll just swim across the Gulf. It's a straight ship. I mean, yeah. I was thinking, I've always wondered about, you know, seaports. Cause I mean, if I took like a really kind of small boat, like, you know, like, I mean, cause you can sail one of those out into the ocean and like, it's not like people are monitoring where these boats are coming from when they come and go. There's like, Oh, that's a fisherman that probably left this morning. That's returning tonight. Right. Um, like and you know florida's right up there yeah i think we can make that happen you i think you probably like and you could easily get to new orleans from from mexico i feel like that would not be that difficult i think where are you now uh i'm in florida yeah florida because miami's like 
like we're so so this is the gulf right. um like i'm up here and you're over there so we're like we're like right where the oh, gap is closed oh you're on that side yeah oh i thought you were on the i thought you were on the pacific side no yeah so i'm i'm right over here okay um yeah i could swim so, that. that's not a problem um yeah. <laughs> i was thinking about getting a little boat so we'll figure it out so uh <laughs> if texas happens you'll be in texas if yep. the national happens in Texas, you'll be there. Yep. Um, any any other? I know you got your podcast happening in it every day. Do you have any other uh, events going on? Um, Berman2020.com. I don't know. Um, there's, um, uh, yeah, just follow the social media. Um, there, we're, we're posting all kinds of stuff. We're, we're challenging people. Um, uh, and I think, you know, one of the most important things, anybody who's listening who wants to, who wants to get involved and show some support, um, join our, join our team. We've got a whole Slack team going on and, um, we're, we're just trying to get more active on social media and, and reach, uh, new places. And we're creating a lot of new content. We're working on some new videos right now. Um, and, uh, you know, so we got some really awesome stuff that's going to be going out. Um, we just need, uh, people to help us, uh, break through all the algorithms and, and make sure people are seeing it, um, and connecting and everything. So beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to do the outro. If you want to hang out for a second, uh, sure. Uh, to everybody else, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, remember, Berman, B-E-H-R-B-E-H-R-M-A-N, 2020.com is where you can go learn even more about Dan Berman. Um, Dan, taxation is theft, Berman. Uh, if you're, while you're there, hit the Google search bar, type in Muddied Waters Media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Float. You can find us on Anchor.fm as well as all of your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, remember, uh, tune in next week. What do we got next week? Next week. Next Tuesday, Spike and I will be back right here for Muddied Waters, Media, or Muddied Waters of Freedom. And we will be parsing over the week's events with the soft, sweet, smooth, buttery voices that you have come to love over the years. Uh, and I think Spike has a show on Wednesday, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I'll let you know. I'm certain we will let you know Tuesday. Uh, have yourselves a fantastic weekend, and we will see you next week. I am... I am... I am swinging from a seven-story window Throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell It's astounding the legs I'll go To convince the whole damn world I don't need anybody's help Yeah, I am waving while I drown Don't bother swimming out to save me I will only drag you down I'll try to use your body as a life raft if there's room enough for one, there must be room enough for two I'll sail the good ship you into the sunset Sipping on savory waters till my liver turns blue na is bro